Welcome once again to Money Talks, a series of interviews with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. In this episode, I talk to Stephen Morley, President of the Confederation of British Metal Forming, a trade body comprising hundreds of companies employing tens of thousands of workers. These are firms at the heart of the UK's manufacturing sector, and they use a lot of energy. Returning to Money Talks, Stephen responds to the government's new energy support package for business, praising ministers for providing assistance to firms trying to cope with spiralling bills. But he suggests the help needs to last for longer than six months, while pointing out that headlines suggesting commercial energy bills are being cut by half overstate reality. Stephen, you and I have been talking a lot for months about the need for a business energy support package. It's arrived. Do you feel supported? Initially, yes. I think the government have reacted to what businesses needed. I'm very pleased it's across the sector. The whole, whole sectors, not just high-intensity high users or specific sectors. Um, there's a lot of media focus on areas that specific areas, but it needs to be across the sector, which they've done, but it doesn't quite go far enough. And I think the problem we have is it's only six months and they're going to do a review of the three months, which is great, but it's important to keep it across all sectors. It has been frustrating for you, hasn't it? And a lot of people across industry, mm. a lot of people in hospitality, a lot of people in manufacturing, a lot of people in heavy industry, you know all those sectors well. For months, we've been talking a lot about household energy price caps. Why do you think it's taken ministers so long to realise that businesses are suffering too? I think there's a lot of pressure on, on any government, not just particularly this one, in terms of uh, keeping voters happy. And I think that the media leads the, the path, uh, not, not just this media, but all, all media leads the path to where the votes are and domestic had the priority and we we're trying to bang the drum for a long time as you're aware to make sure the voice of industry and the wider sectors was heard and that took a long time now this isn't a cap on any business's overall energy bill of course it's no. a cap on the unit cost of energy that Wholesale they use cost. and it's 211 pounds per megawatt hour for electricity and it's 75 pounds per megawatt hour for gas when i look at those numbers unveiled by the government and i look at where wholesale energy prices are going to be this autumn and winter, according to futures markets, he's basically cutting the unit cost of energy in half. That's a big statement. It's a big statement and it's welcome. As I said, it gives us breathing space, gives our, our members time to look at what the impact is. However, there are some real concerns with this because I don't think anyone's picked up that this is just wholesale prices. That only equates to 35% of the cost of energy. So we've got 45% goes to delivery, 15% on taxes and state fees, and 5% on purchases. So it's important that the control of the other 65% is looked at and it's controlled either by the government or self-regulated by the energy firms. I'd rather it's controlled by the government because energy firms might look at issues and looks to make money out of members and delivery. I mean, we've seen a thing with the, the oil, petrol prices, where they went up early in the year. And when you looked at the analysis of the cost, it wasn't delivery, it was all, all refineries. So, you know, if we don't want a similar scenario of energy, it's really important that we get everyone under control and we have a level playing field to go forward. And we need stability because 
as you know, we've got all the cost pressures still on business from the pandemic, uh, from Brexit, and they're still there. And as I said to you before, we just this is something we just don't need. So it's not actually right, as many headlines are saying, that energy bills for business are being cut in half. They're not being cut in half at all, Stephen Morley. I don't think they'd be cut in half at all now and nowadays. I think if you look at the, the wholesale price now, it's, 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 it is above uh, what the government is starting, quite a way above, and it's predicted to go higher. And I think if you look at the predictions in the next year, they could argue that it goes uh, a long way to solving that problem. But it's, it's, we've got to get the real cost on the table and understand the whole cost, not just the wholesale cost. Because what you're saying is the wholesale cost is just, you know, a third, did you say? 35%. Just over a third of the overall energy bill. Just give us a little bit more detail and colour, Stephen, on what the other two thirds of businesses' energy costs are. Well, they come from the suppliers, so it's, it's, it's a delivery cost of the suppliers in, into the into members. A kind of business equivalent yeah. of a standing charge that well, it, households it, it, deal the, with. There is a standing charge uh, on all businesses, and that's going to look quite considerably across, uh, in recent times when people have renewed their days. But I think you, you see the delivery charges from getting the energy from one place to the other. There's a charge for it. There's a purchasing charge that all the energy companies put in place, which is 5%, and then they, they themselves place taxes and then some of that's passed on to, onto the consumer. So it, 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 unless you go into the detail and look at it with an open mind rather than look at the headlines, it, it's, it's a bit worrying that people are all jumping to say it's brilliant, but you need to, we need to understand what that means to the, to the bottom line of the companies. What would have happened, Stephen, without this energy support package this autumn and winter with a lot of businesses facing contract renewals? I think we would have seen the collapse of a lot of businesses, probably into the thousands. Uh, I think running almost on a knife edge now in terms of company debt and, and the liquidity of businesses. So I think really it would be a massive help. As I said earlier, it gives us a breathing space to move forward, but it's not the complete picture. We need to make sure in three months' time or in, within the coming three months, we look at what's involved. We have a plan where the six months ends to take this forward across all sectors because it has to be all sectors. Some businesses will already have signed contracts locking them in to unit costs that are higher than this cap. Are we clear that those contracts will now be dissolved by this new legislation? If, if they were signed on April 1st or after, they will be, uh, they will be resolved so that the companies can go back to, to, to this figure the government has set, which is, which is good because we've had some companies forced into signing contracts in sheer panic because the prices were escalating so quickly that they now go back to this government threshold, which is, which is positive. So if businesses have signed energy deals from April the 1st yep. to the time of this announcement, yep. they can go they, back. They, in a court of law, they can be null and yep. void and they can basically yep. get a new contract which recognises this new cap. Yeah, it's, Are it's, you reassured that that's going to happen across the board? You're a man of deep <laughs> experience. You're not cynical, but you're realistic. I think the government have worded it correctly. I think energy companies have got to listen. I think in the background, there'll be a lot of pressure on energy companies anyway, because I think the government not imposing a windfall tax, they're going to want someone else off, off the energy companies. And I think there'll be a lot of negotiation in the background to make sure they adhere to what the government set out. And that's rightly so as well. In broader terms, Stephen, you're welcoming this energy support package. After six months, review at three months, as you say, uh, it strikes me from the announcements we've seen um, 
that we then move on to a case by case basis with ministers or some kind of government agency deciding which particular companies do carry on to get that energy support. That strikes me as potentially extremely divisive with officials basically deciding which businesses live or die. It's frightening. It's frightening. I've already had issues before when high intensity users have been given preferential treatments on renewables. You get a lot of media so pressure. Companies that use lots and lots of energy, yeah, yeah, like yeah. steelmakers steel and, so and so on. And, such, and, such like and I think they've got a strong case, but we've got high intensity users as well. Uh, and, and it's just because of the way the criteria is worded, they don't qualify. We have people who are doing forging. Uh, and you know, so your your members, we often make this clear, don't mm. we, when we talk? Your members use the metal rather than yeah. for rather than create the yeah. metal. But they're, they're getting the billets of metal and put them into a hot a hot furnace to yeah. shape them into that's right MOD parts or whatever. So it, the, the, the high high energy users, but because of the way the criteria is written, they're not qualifying. Now mm. there has to be a recognition that our particular industry manufacturing is a high intensity user. Uh, it may not hit the, the interpretation from the government. But, but it's still a high-intensity user, and it's important that that's recognised. I think, I think to speak fairly, you know, there's a lot of talk about pubs. Well, you know, they need help as well. Mm. You know, but if we lose manufacturing jobs, then we're able to go to the pubs. But it's a circular economy, and we have yeah. to make sure the whole circle is complete. Yeah. Is that why you're looking for all sectors to be included? I think it has to be, yes. But it, this six-month review is standing over you like a sword of Damocles. It is. They're only committed to helping businesses for six months. And that's not enough. I've seen the figures that go through into, into 2024 that show the increases at a formidable rate, even high, much higher than they are now. These are the futures curves yeah. of where wholesale yeah. energy and, and prices would be. It doesn't come back to where They could be now. higher, they could be lower. We don't know. It, it, obviously, there's factors out of our control that they're, are doing that. Um, but, but looking at where it states now... Um, we're, we're not seeing a drop in energy prices to 2024 based on what we know now, and that could get worse. These are incredibly difficult times for business, aren't they? Whichever way you voted in 2016, obviously Brexit has led to some kind of upheaval. Then we had two years, very punishing, of the pandemic. Now we've got this massive energy price crisis. British business is resilient. But how resilient? I think it's been done very well so far to get through the, the problems you've mentioned. I think it's been really tough. Uh, I've been amazed by how resilient some of our members have been and how hard they've had to work just to keep the companies going. And these are passionate guys who you know, care about their employees, uh, not corporate bankers or corporate people sitting in an office somewhere away from the workplace that actually see the employees every day. Um, I'm very concerned about the, the effect of all... Brexit, pandemic, and energy added together. Um, the compounded. The compound. I mean, I, I, I asked the government several times for C-bills loans to be extended. So the That's payment continuity term. business loans yeah. to help during the pandemic. We've got members paying them back. If they extended the terms, that would help. You know, on Friday, you might hear about some tax cuts, tax cuts and corporation cuts. But to be, to be honest, corporation tax cuts are good, but only if you're making a profit. There's that many people who are just on the breadline yeah. and, and not making profit that they get that benefit from corporation tax cuts. No super deduction. You know, there's been a massive downturn in investments from a 40% downturn in investments. You know, even with super deduction in place. Mm. You know, so and, and the overdrafts. I think there's 50% increase in overdrafts. You know, so, business so overdrafts and of course lots of yeah. interest rate rises. Of it course, all adds yeah, to cost. Yeah, yeah. And, and the 
the big problem, because if you think this is big, uh, our next biggest problem is Labour. You know, if the government want to grow Britain and, and be successful in making this country a, a great Britain, if you like, in terms of what their, their promises are, we need the Labour to do it. You know, before Brexit and before pandemic, we had problems with skills. Now we've got a problem with skills and just normal Labour. We can't get it. We haven't got enough Labour. There's too many people left the country for different reasons or left the workplace for different reasons. And Britain will not grow until we sort the Labour problem out. I think energy is not the biggest problem we'll have in the future. It will be Labour. And skilled labour skilled, in particular. Skilled, no, both actually now. It was skilled labour, but it's both. And I think that's a real problem which we'll be talking about again in the future. Stephen, you're not a party political man, far from it. But it strikes me that a lot of your member companies are in those red wall seats in the Midlands. You're a proud Brummie yourself, obviously, and in the northwest and the northeast. These are the companies that are suffering with this energy price crisis. It strikes me that there's a lot of politics behind this new business energy support package. Do you think it will be enough to uh, convey that the government actually cares about the parts of the country where your members are overwhelmingly based? I think short term, yes, because it's helping. It's a step in the right direction. Uh, when we get to three months and then six months, we, we need to review again because of the three months review, you know, it needs to be, as I said, repeat myself across all sectors and it, and it can't be focused on certain areas. It's got to be everybody. This is a major issue, a uh, global issue, not just a UK issue, but it's a major issue that we need to resolve. And what worries me also is that, you know, we may have some gas shortages in, in, in the winter, you know, and, and if we have a severe, severe winter, you know, I've seen figures where we could be short of gas now. The government aren't really talking about that. They're playing it down. But every other country in Europe is, is, is asking people to save gas, not only domestically, but in industry as well. So that's another worry we have as well. Final question to you, Stephen Morley. On behalf of your members, you get into a lift and Liz Truss is in one corner and Quasi Quateng is in the other. You've got just a few seconds with them. What do you say? Take manufacturing seriously. Don't play with it. You put it, when it's good, you pick it up. When it's bad, you put it down. You know, if you want a successful UK, if you want to make Brexit work, make sure your manufacturing support you. And manufacturing is still, of course, getting on for a fifth of our economy. The UK, mm. I think on the latest numbers, still the ninth biggest manufacturer in the world. Steve Morley, thanks a lot for appearing on Money Talks. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to Money Talks with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube or wherever you're listening. Do subscribe to this podcast and also check out my daily television show, On The Money, at 1pm Monday to Friday on GB News or via the GB News app. GB News, Britain's news channel.